Welcome back, everybody. This is Balls and Beers, our MLS prediction show. We are now 33 weeks in and only 27 games left to predict. And the race is pretty tight as it is. We can see the finish line. And after a very short week last week, I think that we're going to uh, have some movement this week. There are 16 games, so and they're not easy to call. So there's probably going to be some variation a lot different than it was last week. Let's go ahead and meet the guys. Mr. David Arona. Hey, hey. And Mr. Bobby Lepe. How you doing? Okay, Bobby got his beer. I, I heard it in there somewhere. And was it low? It was a little low. It was right next to the mic. Uh, it was I, so next to the mic. Oh, <laughs> man. I, I, I'm glad you didn't bring your A game. And I am your host, Louis Barone. And this week's MLS guest expert is an up-and-coming mini golfer. Probably the best-dressed golfer I have <laughs> ever seen on the course. He does stand-up comedy over on his podcast, which he co-hosts, Corner of the Galaxy. And he's also a writer for the L.A. Times, where he covers the Galaxy, the men's national team, uh, Mexican national team, LAFC, pretty much everything soccer in L.A. We got Pato. There was no way we were not getting the panda. Ladies and gentlemen, the panda himself, Mr. Kevin Baxter, joins us here tonight. How are you, Kevin? Hey, thank you. There's two mistakes in your intro. One is I hardly call me an expert on anything. And you left out the women's national team. Man, I'm in Frisco, Texas right now. Freezing my butt off with the Women's World Cup qualifiers. <laughs> That's right. He does cover the women's national team, the better of the two U.S. teams. They have qualified for the World Cup, something that the men's national team did not do. So, uh, yes, that was my mistake. I, uh, that's why he's out in Frisco, Texas right now, taking his time uh, to play some balls and beers with us. So thank you very much uh, for doing that for us, Mr. Panda. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, well, it was, uh, you're long overdue, uh, but you come back in uh, a doozy of a week, week before decision day, 16 games. We know about the infamous Dom Dwyer prediction. So this is your chance at real redemption here. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. The Dom Dwyer prediction did not go well. I still think, I still think Kansas City should have held on to him, but they're doing okay without him. Uh, yeah. Orlando's not doing so well with him. So maybe maybe uh, Kansas City knew something when they made that deal. That's that that's an old one, though. Yeah, it is an old one, but it still lingers. But yes, uh, good decision on Kansas City. Let's go ahead and see if we can make some good decisions here in Week 34, shall we? <laughs> but we'll before. See. Before we get into that, let's go ahead and recap week 33. Short week, only four games. The winner of week 33, our guest expert last week, Josh, comes in in first wow. place, winning three out of the four games. Nice. Ten, ten points uh, for, for Josh. So, uh, thanks to uh, Josh Richardson. Uh, Kevin, you will have an extra double down should you wish to use one here uh, uh, tonight. So, Oh, Awesome. So that, that's, uh, that's going to go a long way to help you guys get back into the game. In second place, David, uh, one and three. How is that even possible? That's, that's horrible. <laughs> and you, one and three, and you I still, still ended up in place. second and place. And you're still in second. And you're still in second. Minus yeah. three points for David. Uh, Bobby, two and two at minus five. And I'm at the bottom of the standings, two and two at minus seven. So some points were made up. <sighs> Overall standings remain the same. I am in first place, 152 points. 
David in second place, 121. Bobby in third with 110. And because of Josh's good performance, he's got the guests right back in it at 106, right behind Bobby. So this is it. 16 games. Anything can happen. We got we ready to do this? Let's do it. All right, let's go ahead and start off with the Wednesday games. DC United will take on Toronto, an extremely hot DC United and playoff bound DC United taking on probably the most disappointing team in 2018, Toronto FC. Let's go ahead and start with David. David, who do you got? My goodness, what a difference a player makes ever since... Wayne Rooney has ruined DC United. They have been on a bit of a tear. And I don't see that stopping. Toronto's season is all but over. Uh, they're going to look ahead to CONCACAF Champions League now that they've qualified due, through the Canadian Championship. So I think that DC United is uh, is is due for a win here. I'm so, I'm so locked into this. I'm locking this game. DC United for the win. Confidence of five. That's a lock right out of the gate. Bobby, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're going to be uh, betting against DC right now, I'd call you a fool. Uh, DC is pretty strong at the moment. Their game against FC Dallas was was really good last week. Um, they really they really took it to Dallas um, in their home turf, of course, and they're home again against Toronto, which David already stated that Toronto's already out. So I'm going to go ahead and give this a lock, and I'm going to go ahead and do a double down as well. So DC Ooh. for ten. Ooh. And a double down right out of the gate. We certainly don't learn our lessons here. Kevin, our guest expert, uh, the guy seemed to think this is a no-brainer. Is it? Yeah, it is. And here's something you're going to hear a lot from me is D.C. United has something to play for. Toronto does not. And, and there's a lot of games mm-hmm. like that. And uh, D.C. United is hot. Toronto has nothing to play for. D.C. United is at home. Toronto has some uh, key people off on international duty. And if they get back in time for the game, they're probably going to be watching it. So everything in this one works in D.C. United's favor. I take them. I go with a five as well. All right. So that's pretty much all locks and a double down. D.C. United, I mean, how can you possibly bet against them? As Bobby said, I mean, they're the hottest team. I have actually placed a small bet that DC United will win MLS Cup because they're offering me 50 <laughs> to 1 odds. So even if I lose, I'm getting the proper odds to place that bet. So um, I am secretly rooting for DC United if the Galaxy don't make it to MLS Cup. Um, but look, even if Toronto weren't missing their players due to international duty, I think it's still foolish not to be betting on DC at home when they are only four points behind the next seed and with mm-hmm. the game on them. So I also have DC United winning with a lock. Let's give them five <laughs> points as well. <laughs> it's a no-brainer, guys. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's moving in this. Nobody's well, I got a double down on this one. Yeah. I got a double down on that. I got extra five. You on got my, an extra five there. So there's going to be a little <laughs> some movement there. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we'll eventually make it up. We'll see what happens. Let's move on. Or minus five. Or minus five, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go on and move to the next game. Orlando versus Seattle. Bobby, let's start with you. 
Yeah, uh, Seattle back from uh, a bye week. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say what you you, you want to say. Uh, Seattle has something to play for in this game, and Orlando really doesn't. Um, Orlando, they just seem incredibly fractured, and I don't really think they're go- they can even play well at home right now um, against the Seattle that will probably win them over. So I'm gonna go with Seattle. Confidence of four. I bet on Seattle, David. Uh, let's I, say you. I don't. I honestly don't know why Orlando is still playing in MLS. And I'm the one out of the three of us that I think is against ProRail the most. I really do feel like Orlando should have just started playing all their their games in in USL. Having said that, it's midweek. It's MLS. And Orlando's playing at home. So I'm going to go out on a limb. I I, I went for it last week. I'm going to stick with it this week. I think Orlando's going to win this game for, for no reason whatsoever. Confidence of three. I'm surprised Bobby is not cracking up right now because I'm laughing. Okay. So my, because it appears that Orlando is David's new Philly. So, so we'll go but ahead at the and, end of uh, the season when they don't need a win at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we got a bet on Seattle, a bet on Orlando. Kevin, what do you say? You know, it's always hard for me to pick against the fighting Dom Dwyers, but, uh, I think I have to do it here. <laughs> uh, my confidence is only a three, though, and here's why. Seattle has an awful long trip. Yes, they are playing for something, but this is, I believe, the longest trip in MLS, Seattle to Orlando, uh, and it's a mm. midweek trip that, that Seattle has to make. Seattle has also lost two of their last four, um, so it looks like they're right for the upset. However, Orlando's only won one game, uh, has not won a game since July 14th and hasn't beat a playoff contender uh, since May, when they, they beat uh, Real Salt Lake in, in mid-May, May, or early May, excuse me, May 6th. So, Orlando, you know, it, it, Seattle's right for an upset, but Orlando's not going to be the team that upsets them. I, I'm going to go with Seattle, but I'm, I'm only going to go with a three as far as the conference level. All right. Well, Kevin, basically taking everything I had to say, yes, it is the longest trip in MLS and uh, that could definitely play a factor. But Orlando, so bad, as Kevin said, has not won a game since you know 2010 or something. I don't know. And so for that reason, Seattle is still very much um, uh, alive in even technically the supporter shield. It's, it's obviously a long shot. I mean, that's, I'm sorry, not the supporter shield. Uh, first, uh, uh, number one in the Western Conference, not supporter shield. Sorry. Um, but it's a long shot either way. But with the win... And a couple losses here and there, they can creep up to number three and actually host uh, one of the playing games. So yeah, they have a lot to play for. Um, they haven't officially locked, but well, they're officially locked. I got Seattle winning this game as well. Confidence of three. Vancouver versus Kansas City. Vancouver officially not out of the playoffs. If they win out, they would be in the playoffs. So um, again, a very very long shot, but still possible. They got to start by beating Kansas City. So who does it? David? Yeah, Vancouver, the team that nobody really thought about when thinking about all the different playoff scenarios that the Galaxy needed to work out in their favor. Everybody's talking about RSL. Everybody's talking about Portland. Nobody really paid attention to Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver, we started out the year saying that they were a very wishy-washy team. Um, as you said, they're, and that's exactly where they're at in the, in the standings. Kansas City, they are trying to get back to that. I don't know if they can get back to that first place spot in the West, um, but you know, they're, they're sure to hold on to, to uh, you know, one of those top three spots. Um, I'm going to go with Vancouver with a confidence of three. All right. 
Bobby? Yeah, SKC has very slim chances to keep slotting up, but they still have... If if things fall in line for them, things can happen, can, can go well for them. Um, but I do think they're stronger than Vancouver, even when when they're, when Vancouver's at home. I think SKC is going to inch a win out of this one. It may be a really tight game, but I'm going to go with SKC with confidence of three. All right. So that's two different bets. Kevin? And here's a third different bet. This is a, this is a tough one. Vancouver... You know, fired their coach when they were beginning their playoff run and lost three in a row. They they won their last game, so they're pulling out of that a little bit. This game will be on turf, a midweek game, uh, Sporting Kansas City. Again, we talk about everyone that uh, teams that have a lot to play for. You know, Sporting Kansas City made the playoffs five years in a row. The last four years, though, they had to play a play-in game on the road and they lost. Their season was over in one playoff game. That I know is on the minds of a lot of those players as they go to Vancouver. However, having said all that. They're in a little bit of a funk. They haven't won in their last three games. So I'm going to call this one a draw. I almost went there. <laughs> uh, and how many, how many points are you wagering on that? I'm going to, I, I don't feel good about it. So I'm just going to wager a two on that one. All right. Well, I'm going to have to agree with Kevin here because um, I think Vancouver is inspired, even if their their playoff hopes are very slim due to the the nature of their schedule. Um, they technically hold their own destiny. You win all three, and you're in. So uh, they're not dependent on any other results. However, Kansas City isn't the easiest opponent, even if they are in a little funk. And I think Kansas City is still the better team. I think all that kind of cancels each other out. I'm going to go ahead and call this a draw as well. And I am also going to put a confidence of two on it. The Thursday game, RSL will take on New England, a game that has a lot of Galaxy fans interested. RSL needs to drop points either in this game or their next game. So what happens in this game, David? Well, RSL is missing, what, like half their roster right now. Uh, two on yellow card suspension and another two or three uh, on international D. And they'll, they'll be back, uh, I believe, on Wednesday. So I doubt that they're going to start uh, this game. But RSL, they need those points. So they're really going to be gunning for it. I think this is a, a good chance for New England to show that they're not uh, you know, dead. I mean, they are dead in the water in terms of the playoffs, but uh, a team that's coached by Brad Friedel, I don't think would give up. Uh, they had a good performance last week. I think they continue. I think they spoil the party for RSL and beat them with a confidence of three. All right, Bobby. Uh, I do agree that New England is not going to take this one lying down. They're not going to want to be embarrassed, but RSL really is going to be, uh, I mean, fighting tooth and nail in this game, even, even with missed players and all. I see this um, a draw. I'm going to go ahead with a draw with the confidence of two. All right. I guess expert, what does he say? I, I get this one as a draw, too. This is a really difficult game to pick, and I know Galaxy fans need to be watching this one. Um, RSL is doing everything it can to get the Galaxy into the playoffs. They haven't won in their last four. They lost at home for the first time since their home opener uh, in their last game, and they're going to be missing five starters, including Kyle Beckerman. So, RSL really, I think, is, is up against it here. But then you have New England. They've won two games since June 30th. They're making a long trip across the country, and they have nothing to play for. So given the fact that RSL is in a real slide, missing a lot of players, but need points, I'm going to give them one 
Uh, and uh, New England's going to give that point up, or you know, they're going to play to a draw because they have nothing else to play for. I'm going to call this one a draw, but I don't feel good about this one either. I'm going to just go a confidence level of three. All right. Um, yeah, you know, if RSL had all their players, I mean, even the ones just on international duty, if they had those three players, this would probably be an RSL win. It'd probably be four, maybe even a five. They're playing at home. They're playing against New England. Not a good team. They're eliminated from the playoffs, and RSL has everything to play for. But because they're missing five key players, I mean, it's going to be very, very tough. I can't imagine that. The, the three players on international duty are going to come back from Qatar and Spain the day before and then start uh, the game on Thursday. I, I just don't see it happening if they are down, if they are tied. I got to figure maybe um, you might see them sometime in the second half. But even then, you're risking even more fatigue since they have a second game on Sunday, which is also a uh, a game that they have to win. They are also in control of their own destiny. Win their final two, and they're in the playoffs. This is such a hard game to call because of those players missing. I couldn't pick a winner. I got a draw as well. Confidence of two. Mm. All right, the Sunday games. We got quite a few of them here. Let's start off with DC versus NYCFC. This is DC's second game, also at home. Who takes this one, Bobby? Uh, again, I'm going to go ahead with D.C. D.C. is still riding strong, even if I assume that they won the game prior to this one. Um, NYCFC has been a team that I have not been impressed with in months. Uh, so I haven't really been actually betting on them anyway. So I'm going to go with D.C. I'm going to go ahead and lock again. They're playoff bound. That's a five for Bobby. David? Uh, I'm not quite so confident as Bobby with D.C. United, but I agree that they're probably going to be this rare, very, very... Uh, listless NYCFC team who have been really searching for a new identity ever since uh, Dome took over. I think, uh, yeah, I think DC gets the win here. Confidence of three. All right. And Kevin, what do you say? I got DC with a confidence of three. You know, New York City's only won twice since July 26th. I don't know what happened mm. to them. They were, they were, they used to be pretty good. Um, DC. Yeah, you, I heard about them here and yeah. there. But, you know, the one thing with D.C. United is you see their confidence growing every game. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, and Rooney, of course, has a lot to do with that. He's made them believe. But every time they go out and win, it, it's a different team than it was at the beginning of the season. And I just think that that momentum is going to carry that. I don't know that they're, uh, they're going to make it. I, I don't think uh, that that's going to come true. I don't think they're going to go all the way to MLS Cup final. But I definitely see them winning this game. Uh, confidence level of four. No, yeah, uh, you're, you're right. The team is very different um, right now. I mean, I mean, if you le- look at the last few games, I mean, a lot of a lot of guys are putting their bodies on the line. I mean, I've seen so many players on DC bleeding in the last few games that I've seen in any other team right now, to be honest. Um, so it's it's quite extraordinary to watch it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a remarkable turnaround. It'll go down as well. And it's been like this for about what three seasons, four seasons running in MLS. Uh, you got a team that's dead in the water in July, and all of a sudden they make a drastic turnaround. We saw Seattle do it twice. We're seeing DC, we're doing seeing Seattle do it again. DC, uh, Portland the year before that, and the Galaxy the year before that. So um, it, it's a remarkable turnaround. And yes, it's it's uh, the Wayne Rooney factor, the Audi Field factor. Uh, Kevin, one last question there: Did you have a three or a four on this game? I had a four. Four. All right. So. 
Well, because of all those things and the, the fact that NYCFC has um, – they're a completely different team now. Uh, the coaching change really, really hurt them. What should have been um, a team that would be fighting for the supporter shield is anything but. In fact, if NYC loses their next two games and if Philly wins out, DC would actually leapfrog NYCFC. Unbelievable to think that that's even possible compared to the season that these guys had uh, all the way up through July. And I think that trend starts here, or at least the meltdown uh, continues for NYCFC, and that upward trajectory continues for DC United. I got DC winning this game. Confidence of three. Atlanta versus Chicago is our next game. Bobby? Another no-brainer, I think, um, unless MLS wants to MLS us. Uh, but I think this is a full-on Atlanta game. Chicago is not strong enough to play Atlanta at home. And I think Atlanta wants to hold on their first spot in the East. So, Chicago, I mean, Atlanta with a confidence of five. That's a lock. David? Yeah, Atlanta is going to have to deal with the loss of Miguel Amiron for the last two games of the season. He's got that uh, left hamstring injury. Uh, I think that their quality is still going to be enough to get over or just a really bad Chicago team this year. Um, I don't really see them playing for much. I don't think that Ponovich is going to stay around after this year. Uh, I have Atlanta confident to five. Actually, wait a minute. Double it down. It's Atlanta a with a 10. That's 10 for Atlanta. Yes, sir. Kevin, another no-brainer, correct? Uh, yes, and I'm going to double down on this one as well. Um, Chicago just really sucks. You know, they, they, they've beaten one good team. They, they beat LAFC since June 30th. Their only other win came against Orlando City. Um, mm-hmm. and Brad Gusson will be back in plenty of time. He's starting, as we record tonight, he's starting for the U.S. national team. and He'll be back in time for this game. Um, yes, they'll be missing Almarone. Uh, Atlanta will be, but they're playing for Survivor uh, Supporter Shield. They're playing to be the first MLS team to get over 70 points in a season. And they're apparently going to be saying goodbye to their manager, Tato Martino, who uh, reports out of Mexico, or he will be named the new uh, um, Mexican national team Mm. coach. So a lot going on in Atlanta, and they're just, I mean, from start to finish, they're just superior to Chicago. So I got them as a double down. I'll take the Atlanta United in this one. Yeah, so, I mean, this is an absolute no-brainer. I think one of the other teams that Chicago did beat, surprisingly, was the New York Red Bulls, but that was very early in the season. And I remember that because I doubled down New York. (laughs) And uh, I think had I won that, I would have won pretty much all my games that week. So uh, that's fresh in my mind still. Either way, Chicago, I mean, horrible, horrible team, Atlanta, uh, the class of the league. They're playing at home. No Almiron. I don't think that's going to be a problem at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I also got a 10 on Atlanta. This is an absolute no-brainer. Orlando versus Columbus. Orlando's second game, both at home. Both uh, playing against uh, uh, playoff teams in both games. So, who do you got in this game, David? Uh Columbus giving you given new life uh, looks like uh, they won't be moving to Austin and getting all those uh, you know Southwest ingredients on their food. They're gonna have to uh, they're gonna have to go back to uh, you know Buckeyes and whatever else they eat in Columbus uh, uh, Skyline Chili or whatever. Um, they uh, they go to Orlando and they're fighting for their playoff uh, 
to keep their playoff spots uh, or the in their in the ranking. Um, Orlando is terrible. They're going to be playing at home, even though, according to my prediction, Orlando just got a win. I think that Columbus gets a win here away from home. Confidence of three. Interesting pick, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, uh, Columbus. Uh, they're in fifth place right now in the East. They want to. They want to keep. They want to keep. Stay, keep yeah, grabbing their points, and then they continue into the playoffs. Uh, they're going against Orlando at home. Orlando, like we've said before, is pretty weak. I think the the Columbus crew is going to come in uh, really heavy and attack minded, and um, it's gonna it's it's gonna it's gonna come out for them. I think I'm gonna give them with the confidence of four. All right, Kevin. This is an emotional game for me. It's the, the you know, it's the fighting Dom Dwyer's against the fighting Jesse's artists. This is a tough one. Um, <laughs> I do think the the the, the anti Austin bounce would help Columbus much more uh, at home. So I, I don't know that that's going to be a factor in this game. Greg Berhalter is auditioning for two jobs for the Galaxy job and for the U.S. National Team job. I do think that figures in a little bit. I, I do think he's he's going to be a little more creative and and especially in a game like this. Uh, and some of the things he does. This is uh, this is not a lock by any means. But my confidence level on this, I'm, I'm going to say Columbus wins, but my confidence is only a level two, um, mm. just because uh, you know or, uh, Columbus has only won twice since August 19th. They are trying to give away their playoff berth, but uh, I think when it comes down to it, it's going to be a very close game. Columbus will pull it out because they really have no other choice. They want to make the playoffs. They need to win this game. I think. Yeah, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken. The, the crew can actually still lose, uh, get down to number six, because, yeah, they, they have been bleeding points. DC has been gaining them at, a, at a, uh, an incredible rate. They are four points behind Columbus. They have a game on hand. So, I mean, Columbus needs to get back on track here if they want to keep uh, the higher seed. Um, Orlando, look, at some point, you got to win a game, right? But... Until you do, there's no way I can bet for that outcome to happen. So I'm going to take Columbus as well. I'm going to have them with a confidence of three. Philadelphia versus New York. David, your boys, or actually maybe formerly your boys. Maybe it's Orlando now. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) What do you say, David? New York. New York Red Bulls. They're such a good team. They have been so good ever since uh, Jesse Marsh left and Chris Armas took over. They it doesn't seem like they've skipped a beat. Um, Philadelphia is formidable. They're at home, but I think that the quality of the Red Bulls chasing that uh, supporter shield is going to be too much for them. I have New York with a win, confidence of three. All right, Bobby. David said exactly everything I was going to say. The run to the supporter shield, uh, being a better team against Philly, even though in a way they're a great away team. I give them a confidence of four. New York Red Bulls, a win. All right. Mr. Panda, what do you say? Well, you guys talked me out of my original pick. My original pick was I was going to have Philadelphia in the upset. Um, but um, <laughs> you guys uh, kind of convinced me that the Red Bulls are just a better team. I think they lost one out of their last 11 um, however, Philadelphia is at home and it's playing for playoff positioning, uh, trying to, to, to make sure it gets a home game at some point in the playoffs. So I, I'm going to go from a Philadelphia win to a draw. I'm going to call this one a draw confidence level. Obviously I just got talked out of my original pick. So my confidence is <laughs> not very high. I'll go confidence level two on this one. 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Some some strategic uh, talk there from the guys. Um, Look, Philadelphia is at home, and yes, they can actually get up to third place uh, in the Eastern Conference. If NYCFC loses against D.C., which we all have, and if Philadelphia wins Mm -hmm. this game, they would have overtaken NYCFC uh, with, uh, well, they would be the same 53 points, but Philadelphia would have one more victory than NYC um, FC at this point. They can go up to number three. Incredible. But they are playing a New York Red Bull side that is extremely talented, and they are still very much in the hunt. Only one point behind Atlanta for not just number one in the Eastern Conference, but the Supporter Shield as well. They've got everything to play for as well. But Philly, I mean, they are so strong at home. It's it's so difficult for me to bet against Philly here. So, Kevin, I'm actually with you on this one. I got this as a draw. Confidence, of, confidence of two. Montreal versus Toronto. Go up to Canada. Bobby, who wins this uh, game here? Uh, this game. Um, well, I'm going to have to go with Montreal. I mean, Montreal is the only one that's in contention for anything in this game. Uh, Toronto, uh, is just poor, poor, poor. Um, yeah, Montreal confidence of three. All right, David. Yeah. Even in the midnight hour, Toronto is just poor, poor, poor. Um, I'm going to go, honestly, the only thing that, that gives me any kind of, you know, I would probably skip this game, but but I think that because this is a rival game, I think that pride kind of gets in uh, in the way here. I'm going to go draw. Confidence of three. All right. Kevin, who do you got? This is the Canadian Championship. and But everyone, uh, 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 everyone that matters in this game is either American or European. So... Um, that, that, you know, uh, I, I don't know how much the inner city rivalry plays or the, the intercontinental rivalry plays into this. Um, Toronto's playing for the second time in five days. I do think that's going to have an impact. It's not a long road trip to Montreal, obviously. Um, but Montreal still, I think, kind of is, uh, is hoping to get uh, something out of their, their playoff race. I know that DC United is making it tough on them. Montreal has more to play for than Toronto. So I'm going to go with a Montreal win with a confidence three. Okay, so Toronto, bad team, eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, this would be the second game of the week, where, and they're both on the road, which is going to be uh, you know, pretty tough. Montreal, still technically in the playoff hunt. They are one point behind D.C. United, not by much, but D.C. United has a game on them. Uh, I, I think the way D.C. is playing, there's no way that Montreal can possibly catch them. Although, however... It is possible if Columbus slips up in their, in their next two games and Montreal wins, hey, Columbus might be out of the race. But not sure if that's very likely to happen. Either way, Montreal needs to win. They're at home. They're a better team. I'm going to give the victory to Montreal, and I'm going to give them a four. Mm. Next game is... Look, I, I want to skip this game. It smells rancid. There's no reason why we should even be bothering talking or even betting on this game, but it is what it is. The Garbage Cup, San Jose versus Colorado. <laughs> um, winner of this game probably will not get the wooden spoon 
Actually, even if San Jose wins, I still think they get the wooden spoon. Let's just get this over with. Bobby. Um, okay. Uh, San Jose versus Colorado. Look, Colorado had a great win last uh, week against Minnesota. So um, hurrah to them. I hope that uh, kind of holds on with them because I want this game to be a draw. I'm going to go with the draw with a confidence of two. David. Boy, boy, oh boy, what a, I, to be honest with you, I don't know why week 34 ended up with just this random mix up, you know, it's, it's literally, you know, schedule makers are picked names out of a hat and, and I'm sure these are the last two games that, that got scheduled here. Uh, that's, those are the last two, two uh, teams left. I don't know why anybody in their right mind, including San Jose or Colorado fans would watch this game, but uh, we don't like San Jose very much, but uh, you know, let's let's give them a win here over Colorado. I think uh, last week's win in Minnesota was mm, let's call it contentious. Uh, I'm going to give San Jose a win here, confidence of two, and this is me saying this, not even liking San Jose. <laughs> All right, Kevin, who do you Colorado got in good. this um, garbage of a game? The battle for the spoon. Um, I originally thought maybe a tie as well, but then I started thinking the two worst teams in the league playing one another and there's not even going to be a winner. That that sounds appropriate, but it also sounds really sad. Um, and, and I can't <laughs> imagine that they're actually, you know, there's going to be ticket takers actually forcing people to play to see this game. That seems really unfair to me. If I was at this game at San Jose, I would belly up to that big bar down on the side of the, of the airport and just hang out there. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going, I'm going to say somebody needs to win this game. It can't end in a draw because it's so putrid and I'm going to take San Jose. Um, they got a new coach. They got a little you know, named anyways. He's not taking over oh, yet. Yeah. They got a new, a, a big name coach name. There's some energy oh, there. Wondolowski's going for the record. Um, I think San Jose just has a little bit more uh, enthusiasm and oomph on their side, and they are at home. I'm going to take them, but I'm going to do a conference level of one or two on that, so I'm not really uh, excited about it. Mm. I completely forgot about the Bushido power. <laughs> yeah, but look, Almeida's not in charge yet. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Yeah, but, take over till next season. But I will say this. I want Wondolowski to score the two goals that would put him over – would give him the record and for VAR to take them both of them back. <laughs> um, is it too much to just wish for an injury before that even happens? You can't do that. Can't do that. Okay. Fair enough. No, don't do that. Mm-mm. No. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I, I know San Jose is at home. They've beaten two teams this season, Minnesota and Dallas. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, but um, so they're not playing either one of those two teams. So chances are they probably won't win. Colorado coming off a shock victory in Minnesota. I'm going to call that an anomaly. Not only beating them, they shut them out. A, a, a Minnesota team that scores so many goals at home and Colorado shut them out. I, I'm not sure lightning strikes twice. I don't even think it would be lightning if they beat San Jose. But as Kevin said, you would think that nobody would win because that would just be sad. Well, both of these teams are sad. It's a draw. Confidence of two. Mm. 
All right, Portland versus RSL, the second RSL game, the game that, again, all Galaxy fans are going to have an eye on, actually probably both eyes on here. They lost the first matchup in RSL. What happens in Portland? David. Portland has to win. Like, they have to win. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. They have to win. So I'm going Portland, confidence of three. Bobby. Yes, I do want Portland to win as well. But, I mean, there's too much on the line for both teams. And uh, Arcel's going to come strong. So I'm seeing this as a draw again with the confidence of three. Mm. That's an interesting pick there as well. Kevin, who do you got in Boy, this very the, important game? The schedule makers. By the way, I predicted a, about six weeks ago that the Galaxy were going to beat RSL on on goal differential, a tiebreaker to get into the playoffs. Um, and I had them losing this game in order to make that happen. I'm still going to say they're losing this game. The schedule makers, um, you know, everyone's cheering for the Galaxy, I know, but the schedule makers, you have to be fair and say they really screwed RSL. They have to play two games uh, in four days. Then they have the whole last week off for God knows what reason. That they're just going to be sitting on their hands watching the Galaxy and everything else mm-hmm. unfold. Uh, that just seems unfair to me, but um, you know, RSL, they're still having nightmares about what happened when they played this game against Portland a week ago at home, and they gave up all those late goals and lost for the second time at home this year. That's going to be in there in, in the back of their minds. They're going to Portland where Portland is so good. Portland has a lot to play for, too, as far as playoff positioning, and RSL is really scuffling. Add all that up, and I got a Portland win, and I'm, gonna, I'm pretty confident. I'm going to go confidence level four on it. Mm. All right. Yeah, I, I think that that 4-1 loss at home is definitely still lingering in their minds. I, I'm sure they're going to want to get revenge because that's all they have left. You win these Again, RSL wins the two games, they eliminate the Galaxy. But Portland, just too good at home. RSL is actually not a good road team, period. Um, so I, I kind of don't see that happening. Uh, they're, they're getting back their suspended players. They'll have their... Uh, their players from international duty back, but who knows if they would have used some of those players in that first game if they weren't up already. I think fatigue plays a factor here as well. Two games in um, three days, that's just tough. Yeah, the schedule makers just did the Galaxy a really huge favor right there. And I think this is uh, this is perfect for the Galaxy and this is perfect for Portland. I think they're going to win this game. Let's go ahead and lock it up. Give them a five. Ooh. Houston versus Seattle. Houston eliminated. Seattle still fighting for playoff positioning. One uh, as, as of right now, they're one point behind Portland with the game on hand. Chances are they probably leapfrog Portland and would host that, uh, that rivalry game in the playoffs. That's, that's must-watch TV right there. Who do we got in this game? David. Houston, kind of hard done by that rain delay or the the, thun, the lightning delay last week at LAFC. Uh, I feel like they were kind of killed the momentum because LAFC was down, I believe, before the, the game was uh, put on suspended suspension. Um, and then they came back and they lost 42. So I think Houston wanting to kind of give something to their fans in the last uh, home game of the week. Or oh, sorry, the last home game of the year. I think they take it to Seattle a little bit, and I'm going to say that they win this game with a confidence of two. 
Okay, Bobby. Well, uh, Houston does have much to say against Seattle from their uh, rematch from week 32 when they got trounced by Seattle 4-1. Um, I don't think they have enough power to do that, even at home. I'm going to go ahead with Seattle with the win here because I think Seattle is going to keep on going strong uh, with the confidence of three. All right. What do you say, Panda? Well, Seattle, uh, you know, they're going to be playing in Orlando before this. They're going to take the, the short two-hour flight over the Gulf and, and go straight to mm-hmm. Houston. They're not going to go home. They're going to stay on the road for four days. So they'll it, travel won't be an issue with this. I think they'll come and rested. You guys talked about Houston and the LAFC game. I mean, how bad was that? It, it was a game that they led. They were, it was still tight when the, when the thunder delay came. Then they had to break again for halftime and came out and got just got run over in the second half. A.J. Delegarsa. Mm-hmm. Uh, went on social media and apologized to the fans and talked about how um, the fans, you know, he hopes the fans will still support them. So put all that together. And that was a chippy game at the end too. I think Houston, they've already won a trophy this year, you know, in the U S open cup. So I think Houston comes out kind of fired up here, but they're just not as good as Seattle and Seattle with a lot to play for. I'm going to have this as a draw conference level of three on that. All right. So you got three different things here. So who do I agree with? Well, Seattle has two road games. Yeah, they're not going to go to Seattle and then back to Houston. That just would not make sense after going to Orlando. Um, I think because of Houston's last home game, I think they're extra motivated. I think that um, they're a much better team at home than they are on the road. And I think think that second road game kind of like has Seattle Seattle stumbling a little bit. I'm going to agree with David over here. And I'm going to take Houston in this game and give it a confidence of two. Dallas versus Kansas City is our next game. Good matchup here in the Western Conference. Mm -hmm. Who takes it, Bobby? Oh, this was a difficult game for me to to guess, um, to predict. Because, I mean, depending on what happens in the weeks before, uh, of course, everybody's going to be shifting around with points. But but these two teams are right next to each other um let's say uh skc man the last few games they haven't been they haven't been as um as uh, aggressive as i i expect them to be and as good as i expect them to be last week dallas uh they lost dc but they did look okay i don't know where to go with this one so i'm gonna go with the draw because i just feel something here with the draw i'm gonna go with the confidence of three david do you agree with him i do i have the exact same bet i think i (laughs) I think that uh the the two of these teams they're kind of looking over each other and say you know we're we're pretty much locked in to the playoffs we're trying not to get injured uh going into the going into the playoffs here uh yeah they want you know they obviously want to finish high in the seedings but um i think both uh, i think dallas may be out of contention for um Supporter Shield. I uh, have not checked my their way out of my it. standings, and so I think this is a draw. Confidence of three. Another draw, Kevin. I'm going to take Dallas with a confidence level of three, and here's why: they have been so consistent all year, and they've only lost once at home. The ten one and five at home. Um, Sporting Kansas City is six six and three on the road. Sporting Kansas City has been scuffling a little bit, which is strange because they still have a lot to play for. But, man, they got a tough schedule down down the stretch. Dallas, and then they finish with LAFC. Um, that's going to have a, a big uh, uh, say in, the, in who stays home for the playoffs. Another thing to consider is uh, I am here in Frisco now 
where this game will be played. They're opening the soccer hall. They're inducting people into the soccer hall of fame there at Toyota Stadium on Saturday. It's a big weekend. There's a lot of stuff going, soccer-related stuff going on. Uh, I think Dallas FC Dallas could feed off that a little bit. The, uh, another factor is the weather. Right now, it's about 40 degrees and there's uh, rain. It's really crappy. I don't know if that'll last through the weekend. But uh, I think Dallas is just, with all those other things, uh, I don't think there'll be distractions. I think they'll help Dallas get a little fired up. With all those things going on, I think Dallas wins this one. And I'll go confidence level of four on that. Ooh, that's big mm. Dallas. I like it. I like it. Um, in which case, I'm glad I agree with you. I think Dallas is actually, uh, they're, they're trying to lock up the first seed in the Western Conference. LAFC is right behind them, only one point behind them in the standings. LAFC has, uh, as I think, who, who do they bet on? Oh, Vancouver, Vancouver. is our next, yeah, our next game. So you got to figure that that's an LAFC win there. Dallas is going to have to keep up. Kansas City also trying to get one of those top two seeds to avoid uh, the, the play-in game where they haven't had much luck. I don't think they've won in the last, what, three times or four times or four so? Years. Four, yeah, four, four years. Four years. There you go. So uh, they definitely don't want to uh, – uh, they definitely want the buy. Uh, but I think it's a tall task in Dallas where they have been very good at home. I'm going to take Dallas. I'm going to cut the confidence level in half. I'm going to say two on Dallas. Mm. So speaking of uh, Chivas 2.0, they take on Vancouver. David? Um, they're playing at home. They're playing with a lot of, uh, you know, they're trying to break that that uh, record. They tied, I think, I believe they tied the points record for an expansion club um, with uh, Chicago Fire, Bob Bradley's original team. Um, they're gonna they're gonna go for broke here, and they're gonna try to get in get into a top uh, spot. Vancouver, uh, they're not as good as LAFC. I'm gonna go LAFC here. Confidence of four. Bobby, what do you say? Yeah, LAFC. They're stronger at home. Uh, confidence of four, LAFC. Vancouver is not as strong. And in this case, I do want LAFC to keep Vancouver's points down at the moment for us. So, yeah, confidence of four, LAFC. Boo, still. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, who do you got in this game? Remember how at the beginning of the the top of this podcast we talked about Vancouver playing with the playoffs in front of them? If they win out, they can go to the playoffs, and so they're going to beat Sporting Kansas City or at least draw them and how everything's lining <laughs> up for Vancouver. Forget all of that. They get they get pounded mm-hmm. here. LAFC wins. I got <laughs> confidence level of four. LAFC is, is hot right now. Um, they're playing for playoff positioning. Uh, one thing, I don't know how much this is getting talked about in the locker room over there, but no expansion team, four expansion teams have made the playoffs in their first year, but no expansion team has ever won, finished top of the conference table. LAFC can do that. Um, and, uh, you know, Benny Fellhaber is talking a lot to the guys there about his experience in Kansas City with those play-in games. They want to avoid that. So all that adds up, to, and they're playing at home in front of 22,000 fans on a Sunday afternoon. Um, they, they definitely, LAFC definitely wins this one. Yeah, LAFC, uh, I think, surprised a lot of people as far as how good they've done. I think we've had them, well, at least they were one of my uh, 20 bubble teams in the Western Conference um, but I had their bubbles bursting actually this week, ironically. Uh, but uh, that is definitely not the case as they are definitely in contention for the overall uh, first overall seed in the Western Conference. Um, Vancouver is going to be their second game. I-, I don't see them taking points a- at the bank. Um, 
Lock, LAFC, five points. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sorry, Kevin, I, I didn't get your confidence level on that. I have four on that one. You did have four. Okay, sorry. You almost All right, guys. you locking it, though. <laughs> I know. I, you do I have two double downs, too, Kevin. Whatever. <laughs> oh, oh, that's do, right. You I, do have two double downs. Yeah. Oh, I haven't used my other double down yet. You have not. Well, put it on that one then, because it's not going to be on okay. the last game we're going to pick. So put it on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there it is. So at that, we're going to have uh, eight on LAFC. All right, guys. Finally, our LA Galaxy travel to Minnesota. Yet another must-win game was like the the fourth in a row or so. Um, And (laughs) uh, Minnesota coming off a shock defeat at the hands of Colorado of all teams. This is, I mean, they're beatable. L.A. can do this. But no Zlatan, maybe. Hopefully no Zlatan. You got to figure that uh, the weather's going to play a factor. And according to the Weather Channel, it's raining in Minnesota. Not even sure if you see Zlatan come in at all if it's raining. So L.A. needs to score early and hang on. Can they do this, David? Uh, I think a lot of that is going to have to depend on what defenders start and what kind of, you know, how they're feeling. Is it going to be the, the the defenders that shut out uh, teams in, in two games or is it going to be, you know, let's let's just be honest, is it going to be Jorgen Shelvick? Um Minnesota, if you saw the game against Colorado, uh, don't let that shutout fool you. Two goals were taken away by VAR. One of them might have been a good goal. The other one was just offside. I think that Minnesota, the way they the way they press teams uh, and force try to force mistakes is dangerous, especially with this Galaxy team and this Galaxy defense. Uh, they might need Zlatan. I'm hoping they won't need him though, especially if it's raining. Um, I still think LA can pull one out here. I have the Galaxy winning confidence of four. High confidence, Bobby. <laughs> that whole thing sounded like he had no confidence, too. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do agree with a few things that uh, David says. Uh, Minnesota, they're on their heels right now. They've had a really bad two weeks, these past two weeks. Um, I think, I, I don't know, I just see their confidence dwindling. They are better at home, usually. Um, because since I'm the I'm the one that usually bet for them at home this season, um, but I do see them weak. Last week's game against Colorado, yes, those two 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 goals were disallowed, but they weren't playing well that entire game in general against Colorado. Keep that in mind. So uh, Galaxy is a much better team than Colorado. We should be do we should be able to do this even without Zlatan, um, and we have all the balls to play for on this one. So I'm gonna go ahead and lock it, Galaxy. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, also, also, I'm trying to get back and get over David's point, so I'm uh, just swinging here. Right, right. <laughs> well, Bob, Bobby, you say that we are a better team than Colorado. Uh, the Galaxy did not beat Colorado in two tries this season. So Colorado's in seventh in the West, and, he, and, and I mean, Colorado's in eleventh in the West, and we're in the seventh. We're better. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Kevin, what, who do you got well, in this game? Can we talk? You know, Minnesota had no team has won more games at home in the Western Conference than Minnesota. They've won ten mm, yeah. times at at home. 
Um, they're going to have 50,000 fans out. It's going to be the last game that they play at the artificial turf stadium on the campus of the university of Minnesota. Um, so they have a lot to play for. And remember they, one of their last games at home, they pounded LAFC five to one. So they do play well at home. And again, that home record, Conversely, the Galaxy, when Zlatan doesn't play, they are basically the Houston Dynamo when you look at their record. When, when he plays and scores, the Galaxy oh, yeah. is a very, very good team. We don't know if he's going to play on the turf. We don't know if, he's got, if it's raining even less. And then if you're, you know, Dominic Kinnear, the team is playing great for him, and I really think he should be a candidate for the head coaching job because we know these players react well to him. But that's a conversation for another day. But when you look at this game, the Galaxy can't scoreboard watch. They need to concentrate on what they're doing because if they don't, if they don't win or at least draw, if they don't get points, it doesn't matter what RSL does. So they need to be taking care of business. Yep. It's, it's a tough call for Dominic Kinnear. If you don't use Zlatan and you lose, you're going to be second-guessed all day. If you start yep. Zlatan, you get a lead, then you take him out, and Minnesota comes back, you're going to be second-guessed. There's no winning formula here for Dom as far as the Zlatan thing. And if Zlatan plays and plays a lot on turf, can he come back and play in the final home game, uh, uh, which is going to be just as important when they, when they play the final home game against Houston? So um, a lot going on for Dom Dwyer to think about. With all that said, I'm going to wimp out and call this one a draw, and confidence level is <laughs> not really high. I'm going to confidence level of wimp. two on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I said that the, the loss last week to Colorado, that, that was an anomaly. Uh, that was MLS at its finest, robbing us of ten points. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, I mean, it's <laughs> it's really unexplainable. If you take away that game, I mean, this is an extremely tough game for the Galaxy. I know you're playing against Minnesota. I know that they're sitting uh, way at the bottom of the standings, out of the playoffs. But yes, they score goals at home. They win at home. They have some very, very good wins at home, including against LAFC, NYCFC, Portland. I mean, the works. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is not at all an easy game. If they're missing Zlatan, you guys said it. What's the formation going to be like? I think the defense has to be uh, Romney and Steris in the middle because that's what's been working so far. Um, Felcher is back from his uh, suspension, so he's going to be in there as well as Cole. So I doubt that you're going to see Shovik in there. I doubt that you're going to see... Um, actually, no, I, I'm, I'm take it back. You may see Perry Kitchen only because if Zlatan is out, you might have to go to the 4-5-1 where Kamara's up top. Because who do you pair up with him up top? I don't think uh, Jameson's ready to go. I don't think Pontius is ready to go. So um, it may be some sort of 4-5-1 and maybe you, you do throw Kitchen in there. Who knows? Um, but yeah, th- this game is tough to call. I think the draw is... Uh, Probably the most likely of, of scenarios, but they've been playing well again uh, <laughs> under Dominic Kinnear. And I got to figure in this must-win game, Zlatan is going to pump them up. He's going to be the, the general on the sidelines. Kinnear has gotten these guys to respond well. I think the Galaxy are going to take this. I'm going to go confidence of two for my boys. And I should be locking Minnesota for that reverse jinx, but we're in week 34, guys. This is cha- <laughs> These are the championship weeks, and I'm holding my trophy, and I want it. Stay right here in my closet. <laughs> I, think you're seeing, I think you're seeing that game with your heart instead of your eyes. Yeah, uh, you know what? This is, the first, this is the first time 
that I can say that because I think the rest of the season I've actually bet with my eyes. This is the first time I'm betting with my heart. Um, but it's only a two. I'm not locking it, Bobby. <laughs> but uh, but hey, man, I, I think I'm trying to get in that second place over here. You are. To, you are. I'm trying to get over David over here. Uh, but I, I think of a draw is a fair result. I said the same thing last week. Uh, a draw was probably the most likely scenario in Kansas City. That's exactly what happened. So um, I think a draw is probably the most likely scenario here. But um, let's go ahead and give them that little confidence boost there. And, and, you know, remember, they got that draw in Kansas City, a place where they haven't won since 2007. And they got that. They were mutters. They got that in the rain. So inclement weather may not bother them that much. And they've had a long rest now, the Galaxy have. Yeah, they had uh, mm-hmm. they had that extra week to focus solely on Minnesota. Yep. So I mean, they, they're they're prepping as much as they possibly can here. I think the only X factor, yeah, definitely fresh and ready to go. Everyone's back, so I think the X factor here is the turf and the lack of Zlatan. Those are the two. Yeah. Uh, so the the, the, the turf, I, Baggio has said he's going to go back and look for the part of his broken leg that he left there last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, would I, I would hope that Baggio just doesn't have to look for 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 any parts there. And and, and hopefully no, no other Galaxy players have to look for any missing parts before they dismantle the stadium next year. Yeah, yeah. well, they're going to say goodbye. It's not going to be a happy... Well, it's going to be a happy goodbye because the Galaxy are going to be glad they never see that place again. But there would be no, uh, no love loss when they close the... Finally lock the gates to that stadium. Yeah, it's probably better. I mean, that's a horrible, horrible feel. That's that's 1.0 territory right there. So, yeah. By the way, the Here's, new place, the new place. If you've seen the drawings or seen the schematics or whatever, it's going to be fantastic. And that's why the U.S. national team is opening the Gold Cup there next summer. They're going to play their first game at Allianz Arena there in uh, in Saint, I guess it's in St. Paul technically. Mm. Oh, okay. So, well, there you go. A little piece of information that we were not aware of yet. So, thank you for that, Mr. Baxter. That wraps up week 34, um, a long week, and I feel there's going to be some crazy swings because uh, we're not all on the same page here. So there's definitely going to be some movement in the standings leading up to decision day. Um, It's going to be fun. It's a race, guys. By this time last year, this this game was already over. So, um, yeah, uh, you guys got to keep listening because it's going to go down to the wire. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us here. We know that you are out covering the women's national team, uh, World Cup bound <laughs> women's national team, and uh, taking uh, some time away from your busy schedule to uh, come on the podcast and play this game with us. So thank you so much for doing that. Well, I appreciate the call. I appreciate the opportunity. And I'm sure everybody knows who you are, but just in case, where can the listeners find you on social media? KBaxter11 on Twitter. All right. And that's the best place they can find you. And remember, guys, yes, I'm sure... Then- Yes, LATimes.com is the website. There you go. And uh, you guys, I'm Ooh. pretty sure you guys listen to Corner of the Galaxy. You can find them uh, in there as well. On behalf of the entire LA is our house crew, we want to thank you guys for listening. We're almost there, guys. Thank you for putting up with us for 34 weeks. We really appreciate it. This is David we and like Bobby it. signing off. Good night, everybody. Later. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.